0: This is It Was a Thing on TV.
1: Total Red Man has ever done something like this to me! It's a... Time!
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... The Dregs of Humanity! Welcome
0: to the It Was a Thing on TV podcast. Episode 11, submission 334, Pitfall. Airing from September 14, 1981, until September 1982 in syndication, and also on Global in Canada. Hosted by Alex Trebek. Our best guess in the number of episodes is 130, give or take.
1: Today, all it takes is one long step, and shoot, you're in big trouble! Our players attempt to cross this bridge with win a prize package worth $2,500 now, as they brave the dangers to win thousands of dollars on pitfalls. Hang on, Eileen. I are standing on a pitfall. And Bill, but that's one, too. Now, here comes the man guy guide you through all pitfalls, Alex Trebek. Thank you, John Barton.
0: Chico did the open today. Thank you, Chico, very much. And Greg is here, as always, just about. And I'm here, as always, unfortunately. And Pitfall, I think Pitfall just didn't know what its identity was. Uh, I mean, there were bigger issues than that, but we'll get to that in a little bit. So there is uh, two contestants. Uh, they did two games per episode. The first part of the game, the I don't want to call it a qualifier, but it's what took you to the bonus round, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, there were questions of a psychological opinion-based basis. And people in the audience had little handheld devices, not unlike the uh, the Ask the Audience uh, tabulators that uh, Millionaire would use. And they'd say, okay, so you know, which of these would you like to get as a birthday present? Would you like to get a diamond ring? Would you like to get flowers? Would you like to get chocolate? Or would you like to get cash? And so you just hit A, B, C, or D. There's a little computer uh, sound effect as they tabulated the answers. And the two contestants would then answer what they thought was the most popular answer. And if they chose the most popular answer, they got one point. Or it is a point, but it wasn't shown on the screen as a point. It wasn't like a numerical readout, it was a scale with five segments and one segment lit up for each correct answer they got right. And if you got five, you won the game, and that's actually the best scenario you could be in for the bonus round, which we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, so you would uh, light up one segment for each question you got right. The first, the third, and the fifth uh, segments got you what's called a pit pass in the bonus round. We'll get to that in a little bit. So – a lot of people won the game with, say, four answers right, so they'd get a pass for the first question right and a pass for the third question right. But since they didn't get the fifth question right, they wouldn't get all three pit passes. That was sort of the boring part of the game. I mean, it it, it they didn't add any sort of flavor to it. It was very bland and is very, very, I don't want to say opposite, but very different from what the, the – Pitfall bonus round was all about. And this is what people remember. So, the game Pitfall, the, the bonus round, was done on a, a a set with eight elevators. Not fancy Otis elevators like you'd see in a building or even like a freight elevator. Just, just basically a, a eight different shafts with a little Yeah, each compartment could raise or lower somebody, and and not all that fast. Not as fast as an elevator. It would probably go maybe about half a foot to a foot per second. So it's a a very slow descent and a slow rise back to the top. So they would, uh, they being the show, uh, would flash the numbers of the different elevator sections. And there were eight of them. And you wanted to get the numbers that were flashed twice because that's where the pitfalls were, the elevators that would sink you down. So you have this little light show where it flashes, let's say, one, uh, section one, then elevator five, elevator two, elevator four, elevator seven, elevator eight, elevator three, elevator eight, elevator one, elevator five. So they go – they do 11 lights, and the object is three of those numbers were flashed twice, and those three are the pitfalls. So the idea is remember which numbers you saw twice and get those pit passes. Uh, And if you only had two or one, you're obviously taking a ride at some point if you get that far. Alex and the contestant would then go up in another elevator. So there's actually like nine elevators here. They'd actually go up to the starting platform. And this is all trivia. This is not psychological-based or or opinion-based. It was just straightforward trivia, reasonably easy trivia at that. The contestant would have 100 seconds to get across the bridge to claim a prize. Now, the prize originally started off at about $5,000 in value. After 13 weeks, the prize budget got slashed a little bit. The end prize was then worth about $2,500. You'd get $100 for each platform you got to to if you didn't get all the way to the end. If you got to the end, you got the big prize. But uh, about halfway through the season, after the first... 13 weeks 65 episodes platform five was replaced with instead of a hundred dollars or a total of 500 at that point there'd be a small prize a portable tv or something reasonably expensive i mean maybe in the two to three hundred dollar range and then again like i said if you got all the way across you got the prize and I think you got the money. I'm not 100% sure, but you uh, supposedly also won the, the, the prize at the end, the, the $2,500 prize. I say supposedly. That's a big word oh, here. No. Well, sometimes you bite off a little more than you can chew. I'm going to, I, I don't know anything about the cost of the elevators on Pitfall. Elevators are not cheap. Gosh, I know that because the elevator at my school keeps breaking down about two or three times a year, and there's always an issue about, oh, it's going to cost blank $1,000 to fix it, not even just to, to rebuild it or replace it. Just to fix it would be thousands of dollars. So in 1982, the production company behind Pitfall, Catalina Productions, went bankrupt. And as a result, many contestants plus staffers did not receive their pay or their winnings. I did find someone who did uh, an interview. Uh, it was done with uh, Chuck Donegan online. She uh, was interviewed by Chuck Donegan, I believe, about 15 years ago or so. She was on Pitfall. She won many prizes. And actually, uh, her run is... At least partially on YouTube, all she ended up winning on Pitfall, actually earning, winning, not not uh, you know the prizes that she said she was going to get. All she got was a trip to Paris, and I think from what I saw or read, she was on for at least four episodes. So I, I think she amassed over twenty thousand dollars in prizes or winnings, and all she got was a trip to Paris. And to add insult to injury, it was just the hotel accommodations. Her husband had to pay for the airfare from Vancouver or wherever they lived to Paris. Oh, Jesus. So it wasn't a full-fledged flight. It was just the hotel occupancy, not the flight there, not ground transportation after you uh, arrive in Paris at Charles de Gaulle or Orly or wherever you're flying in from. Everything was paid for the contestant except for the hotel room. Wow. At least she got something. At least she got something. Uh, As I mentioned, the staff wasn't paid. And sort of famously, and this has been mentioned by Alex Trebek in the past in interviews, uh, he still has a copy of his bounce check from Catalina Productions in his basement office on the wall. And actually, we're going to put a little audio in here. This is uh, courtesy of the Archive of American Television via the Wink Martindale YouTube page. Uh, Alex explaining the whole situation, why he didn't get paid, and then what happens in the future
1: what do you remember about the series pitfall
3: it's the only time in my life that i have been stiffed for a salary i was offered a job by bill armstrong who was who had worked with peter marshall on hollywood squares and he was up in canada doing the show and he said uh, would you like to come up and host i said sure so now i get offered a job in canada and they send me the paperwork And they said, you must be a member of the Canadian Union, otherwise we can't hire you. And I was a member of the Canadian Performers Union, ACTRA. And I said, fine. So then I get up there, and I'm approached by one of the Canadian Union people in Vancouver who says, you can't work this show. And I said, why? He said, they're not signatories. I said, what do you mean they're not signatories? (laughs) Part of my contract says that I have to be a member of the Union. I assumed that they must be signatories in order to put that provision in there. So there was a big fight. The uh, head of the show came to me and said, if you don't perform, we're going to sue you because we have a contract. And the union said, if you perform, uh, you're going to be in deep trouble with the union because they're not signatories. Finally, at the 11th hour, they resolved their differences. And then we did 13 weeks of programming, and they paid me. And then we did another 13 weeks of programming, and they didn't pay me. And I found out, then I went to the union, I said, you've got to help me here, they're not paying me. Said, well, there's really nothing we can do. I said, what? I stood up for you guys in order to get them to become signatories, and now you're not willing to stand up for me? And then I pursued it through some other entities, and I discovered through a lawyer that on the scale of those who are to be paid, I was about 35th on the list. Somebody who had done work at the studio, carpentry work or whatever, was way at the head of the list because they had a mechanics lien. And as a performer, as the host, I was way down at the bottom of the list and I could not prevent them from marketing the program, even though they had never paid me. And I still have that check on the wall downstairs behind my desk. That's the only time in my life someone has stiffed me for hosting or doing work on a program. But things turned around. I got other shows after that,
1: and uh, and the big one came soon thereafter. What was that? Uh, Jeopardy.
3: Oh, it did. Good for me. <laughs>
0: and yeah, uh, Alex went on to bigger and better things. In, yeah. Uh, well, in 1983, he did host a revival of his NBC game show Battle Stars, the all-new Battle Stars. He also hosted a little pilot called Malcolm. Well, 1983 he would also uh, host uh, another little pilot well <laughs> he would but 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 oh, the, yeah. the difference between that pilot and this one is Malcolm is a future entry
2: uh-huh. yes
0: but but then he did host a couple of pilots for a, another show which you may have heard of and actually you think about it one of us has been on the show one of us is in the pool to be on the show. And Greg has seen this show for about 35 years.
2: Yes, it's literally been on the entire t- since the year I was born. So it spans my entire life.
0: And, of course, what show are we talking about? We're talking about... Classic Concentration. High Rollers. Oh, no. <laughs> I actually thought you were going to say High Rollers. Classic Concentration. Well, that would come later. Uh, I mean, he had a very... <laughs> Very successful 1980s, to say the least. Had many shows after Pitfall that had a decent lifespan, but obviously we're talking about Jeopardy, the show that is still on the air now, 35-plus years later.
2: Yes, and Uh still going strong to this day.
0: Yeah, and like I said, Alex still has the check framed, the the, the bounce check, $49,000. And that's a 1982 money. Now I know that's 1982 Canadian money, but still, that's a good chunk of change that he got stiffed on.
2: Hold up, I'm gonna check to see if inflation calculator are actually Canadian money.
0: It, it's it's called Canadian Inflation Calculator, eh? It's
2: uh, it's Inflation Calculator Bank
0: <laughs> Inflation Calculator. Infl- Inflationcalculator.ca. That's a that's the best, Alex. That's the best talent thick I think I've ever heard.
2: No, the best talent think I ever heard is from I know the best talent thick I ever heard is from Gilbert Gottfried. Let's get that straight. <laughs> okay, forty nine thousand dollars Canadian in nineteen eighty one comes out to a hundred and thirty thousand seven hundred and thirty dollars and forty seven cents in twenty nineteen.
0: Which and how realistic. much of that is an American? Well, that would be about 100,000 American. I think it's about an uh, 80% uh, uh, conversion rate. I, I think uh, a dollar uh, Canadian is 80 cents U.S. or thereabout. But still, I, it, it's somewhere in the range of about 100,000 to like that $130,000 number you mentioned. So it's not insignificant in the grand scheme of things, but dang. In addition, Chico mentioned that this aired on Global. Reruns of this show ran well into the late 90s. What? Seriously? On Canadian television, and that's actually a reason why there's, uh, from what I've heard, there's so many episodes out there. If you go on YouTube, there has to be at least probably, oh, I'd say about a dozen episodes out there, Mm -hmm. maybe even uh, a little bit more. And, yes, some station, I want to say maybe it was in Hamilton, Ontario, and there was an intrepid game show video c- trader who had, uh, lived in Hamilton and had access to, uh, to this channel, and he recorded a number of episodes. So, yeah, I mean, it's feasible. I, I've, I've seen shows that, and I'm sure there's shows that are on TV right now that Have rerun for fifteen years on the same network, and I'm not necessarily talking cable. I mean, look at like everything Byron Allen. With all due respect, you know, you have um, comics unleashed. They're showing episodes from 2005 and six. For heaven's sakes, with comics that are deceased. Wow! So Richard
2: Jenny,
0: yeah, Richard Jenny. There you go. I mean, it's in the realm of possibility.
2: I was gonna say Richard Jenny, who may be in a future entry.
0: Who, yeah, he. Oh, yes, yeah, yep. yes, yeah. You, you did uh, submit that, yes. Yes. So I mean, it's in the realm possibility that they may show, yeah, you know, that, that uh, a 15 year old rerun would be shown. So yeah, I mean, who am I to not believe this person who lives in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and had access to whatever channel? you know, the, the, the global affiliate or maybe it was on CTV or who knows. But, yeah, uh, reruns aired for, like, 15 years after it had been canceled. And even still then, they still hadn't gotten money to pay Alex Trebek. Well, yeah, I know Catalina had been bankrupt. Well, that, that might be the reason why the, the, the TV station or the network got the show so cheap, because who are they going to pay? The production company? Ha 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 Production company doesn't exist anymore. I don't know that much about entertainment law, so maybe I'm just talking out of my butt. Especially Canadian entertainment law. Yeah, especially, yeah, because they do have some interesting rules regarding uh, if you use foreign talent and stuff like that. We're not going to get into that. But, uh, yeah, so the, the idea was... Uh, for the bonus round, I think we sort of deviated a little bit. You want to get across the bridge in a hundred seconds. And if you hit a pitfall, you went down in, in, into the, uh, the, the, bottom, the, the, the lower floor. And it took probably about, I'd say 10 seconds to go down and you couldn't answer any questions until you got to the bottom. So that was wasted time. But then once you got one question, right, you came back up. And you continued, and and the thing is, if you had a pit pass for that that uh, elevator number, you had to give it to Alex. That would allow you to cross over and and proceed with the game. And there was at least one time somebody forgot to give Alex a pit pass, went down, and really wasted a ton of time. And and this the tragedy of this was it was on the first elevator. So this person was at elevator one. I'm not even joking, 80 seconds, 70 seconds. And I think ultimately they got to like number four or number five. But yeah, you you forgot your pit pass and that basically screwed your game. Well, it wouldn't necessarily have screwed her game, but I mean, she got like nothing right for well over a minute. The music on on Pitfall is, is great. Uh, sometimes the contestants weren't so great, and Alex may have gotten a little carried away. Here's uh, a little footage of one of the bonus rounds, and this is courtesy of Chuck Donegan. Enjoy, especially about three minutes and 45 seconds from now.
1: And her name is Rosemary Smiley, and in a moment, Rosemary, I'm going to take you upstairs to our bridge and see if you can cross those eight sections safely to win a big prize dan did beautifully won over seventeen thousand dollars you could exceed that total very easily you're a oh, good player I hope so all right <laughs> as you know in our light show we light up each section at random but the three pitfalls those bad sections in which you lose time are going to light up twice the five good sections will light up one time only you ready right. let's dim the lights turn around here we go <laughs> two pit passes in the match. Make your selection right now. You have to use some strategy, of course, if you know, if you're sure where all the pitfalls are, whether you want to take the two passes early on or later in the round. If you feel confident about answering questions. Number
3: one? No. Number five. Got number five. One more to pick.
1: Five and seven. Let's go up top. See if it works for her. Here we are, Rosemary. Coming up in the elevator, she says, I didn't get them. She's not certain that she made the right choice. Did you think number one was a pitfall? Yeah. Okay, I did too. Well, you know then that what's going to happen is that early on, if you give me a right answer, you're going to take uh, take a fall, go down and lose some time, but uh, it's good to get it out of the way early because then it's clear sailing for you. Every correct answer, an additional $100 in cash. You'll have a total of 100 seconds. You've got two pitfall passes in your hand, and hopefully you're going to make it all the way over to here. So you get to enjoy this prize you and a friend will be on your way to sunny playa blanca Mexico. your vacation package includes round trip airfare round transportation three weeks double accommodation and your meals rosemary your prize is worth five thousand and eighty dollars fabulous vacation i know you want to get away from all the bad weather and everything like that and work and people who bug you right right go there with somebody special in your life here we go in snow white One hundred seconds on the clock. When the witch wanted to know who was the best looking kid in town, who did she ask? The mirror. The mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. Go ahead, number one, and it's a pitfall, as we thought, but that's all right. It's right at the beginning, you've got over 80 seconds, and we're going to stop the clock if you give me a correct answer to this one. What would Robin Hood stick in his quiver? Path. Arrows. What famous naval hero got sent home pickled in a keg of rum? Path. Lord Nelson. Which is the Buckeye state, Oklahoma or Ohio? Oklahoma. No, it's Ohio. What does a milliner do for a living? Uh, uh, Men's shoes. No, makes hats. According to military slang, what's the state of things when there's been a snafu? Path. It's all messed up. There's only one animal you can get lard from. Which animal? Path. The hog. Name the mythical Scottish village that appears for one day every 100 years. Brigadoon, where would a woman wear her yashmak? On her head? On her head, no, that's not specific enough. Over her face, it's a veil worn in public. Budapest is the capital of what country? Oh, Turkey? No, oh, Hungary. True or false? The fingerprints of identical twins are always the same. Uh, false. False, that's right. Stop the clock. Break her up. Hey, how about that? <laughs> are you having a good time great you like it down there in the pits don't you i went through about eight questions you used up our whole questions for the week really we have no more to go but you've got 25 seconds so let's pick it up and start from there all right let's see if you can make up for it now at the market they are sold as acorns giant yellows and crooknecks what are they nuts squashes in professional football you have what team for washington Half. the Redskins the continent is called Australia how many countries are actually on that continent ten no one Australia where is the Rosetta Stone in the British Museum or in Tiffany's in New York <laughs> hey, out of time. Wow. and you have set a new record you've made it to square one here I'll show you what it's like to get to the end come along with me Rosemary we're gonna take a commercial break and show everybody where the pitfalls were you come with me Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> <Bye-bye. laughs>
2: It gonna be the last time I saw Alex like that.
0: How wrong were How wrong were you?
2: Oh man, he roasted the absolute crap out of that contestant.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, this is Alex Trebek at peak Alex Trebekish. Yeah, he could be snarky at times, but that was like top tier Alex Trebek.
1: That was yeah.
0: Well, I, I think you guys. I found a new show you guys can watch. I, I think both of you said that you've never seen this until oh, now. Oh,
1: I've seen
2: it. I've seen, I've it. seen it. I've oh. seen it in, like, forever, though. Okay, I've never mind. Then we'll edit the last, that part out.
0: Yeah, I've seen it in the last six months. But well, yeah, there's a ton of it online. There's, like I said, probably at least a dozen episodes and clips. And. Yeah, Alex is a little different now than he was back then. He's still a little bit goofy. He's more lovable. I mean, I think Alex Trebek back in 81, 82 was just another game show host because he had hosted so many shows, some good, some bad, but most didn't last much more than about two years, and then he hit the big one. Malcolm? Okay, not Malcolm. It said it was the new battle Stars. Oh, okay.
2: I, I thought it was going to be To Tell the Truth, 1990.
0: Hey, that was a good year for him. Oh, yeah. He, he had steady employment.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Al Shebeck was raking in the money in 1990, and that started getting into the money he got from phone chip. Je-
0: no, he had very steady employment, at least on NBC. Mm hmm. Between classic concentration and to tell the truth. 1990 and and the first part of 91 were very good times in the Trebek household. Oh, and also we forgot about 1990. What else did he do in 1990? Super Jeopardy! Future induction Super Jeopardy! Am I right? Uh? Uh, It's coming. We won't tell you when, but it's coming. Uh, sooner rather than later.
2: Well, if you have an idea of what's coming up on Jeopardy, I guess you have an idea of one that's going to be.
0: Ooh, little teaser. Yeah, Greg's funny. not wrong. Greg is definitely not wrong about uh, his statement there. If you have an idea about what's going on with Jeopardy, what was announced within the last about two weeks or so, you know when we're going to be covering Superman, uh, Jeopardy. And it's, it, it's partner in crime, Monopoly. But that's a future episode. We're not worried about that right now. What we do know is Pitfall. I think you guys can agree with me on this. Pitfall? That was definitely a thing on television. It, it was a thing on TV. And it was a thing on Canadian TV, too. So we're crossing international boundaries. It was a thing on TV, eh? Well, that's it for this episode. Thank heavens. <laughs> As always, remember, we're on social media. We're on the Internet. We're everywhere. Just point your browser in the direction of ItWasTheThingOnTV.com. That will link you to everything associated with our site. Until next week. And next week, oh, I, I'm not going to say what's coming next week. Two episodes again. We're going to do two episodes for a while at the very least. This might be a permanent thing. But there's two episodes that I know I have been anticipating doing since we first started doing the podcast. Do you gentlemen feel the same? Yes. Hi. Oh, yes. These are going to be two great episodes. One of the shows is a show that a number of people said, are you going to cover this show? Are you going to cover the show? And I said, oh, we got it covered. Not going to say what it is, but... Yeah, we have it covered. But then the second episode next week isn't about a show per se. It's about a – how do I describe it? A much bigger thing. It's not about a show. It's not about a short-lived show. But it's more of a general TV thing. I think it's pretty cryptic. I'm not giving too much away. But, yeah, both episodes, the first one definitely is going to be a good one, I think. But the second episode, second episode next week, we're going to make some revelations that might just, like, blow the Internet apart. Maybe not blow the Internet apart, but given the grand scheme of what we're going to talk about we have made revelations and, and discoveries that really, like, transcend television. Is that an appropriate description? Yeah. You know what? I yeah. think that's vague enough. Yeah. These, these well, I'm, not, I'm not looking for vagueness. I, I think that's just an apt description of what next week is. We're We're, we're going to make some discoveries on something television-centric, which might blow your mind realistic and it will and it will add more to the
2: to the to the lore of the show when we when we tell you what exactly all this stuff we have discovered in the whole time we've been doing this show in these 2 months it's all going to lead up to that episode
0: yes and actually the two shows next week are connected and actually the <laughs> the we'll the tell first you how show, they're connected well the first show is connected to the, the, the grand scheme of the uh, of the basis of the second show but we're not going to get into that uh, it's going to be a good week next week next week's going to be a real fun set of episodes and again it might be very mind blowing and oh my gosh why didn't I think of that but we'll save that for next week as always Chico thank you very much for joining us and Greg thank you very much for joining us and you listening on your devices. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week for two really good episodes. And I'm not even like, like uh, this isn't hyperbole. They're going to be great episodes. I, I'm going to have so much fun with them next week. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to It Was a Thing on TV. Rawr! <laughs> Pitfall. Pitfall's on in the middle of the night. I don't like it because it's not right. Alex Trebek almost got into a fist fight. <laughs> it wasn't a very pretty sight. I think I sounded more like Randy Newman more than Gilbert yeah, Godfrey, yeah. Godfrey doing Alan
2: Thicke. doing Trebek Thick. this <laughs> show with an He's running in the thick of the. Running in the pitfall of the night! Running in the pitfall of the night!
0: I can't do it.
2: Oh my god, this is the Iron (laughs) Ball. Pitfall.
0: Rare! Pitfall.
2: (laughs) It was a thing on TV! I'm Alan Thick, running in the thick of
3: the night. Future, future induction. <laughs> yes.